We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 255. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the big rain coming. Ooh, I should put the... Ooh. Which we're going to get into that in a minute. But uh, anyway, uh, actually, the roads are fine and Corey is in studio with me. So, hey, this What's is up? awesome. I know, this is awesome. The uh, Well, it, it was, what, 16... Five degrees today. So. I think so. I this mean, is the first day Branson went back to school in over a week. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my gosh! I thought they'd yeah. go like much earlier than this. No, well, this is they had, you know, they go far out, reaching to Rockaway Beach on these county roads, and yeah, there were still some ice as of Friday morning. So wow. Well, I got to tell you, we got it worse than Springfield because I went up to see my mom. I think s- Saturday. Oh shoot. Yeah, it was Saturday. I'll go to see her. Springfield has absolutely nothing. Yeah. I didn't even see stuff at the side of the road. And I told her, it's like, we still got stuff down here. And I uh, took some pictures. Now, again, this is Saturday. Uh, the, the lot just across my street that doesn't get any sun was literally half to three quarters right. still covered sure. in sleet. So that does make sense. But uh, yeah, okay. I have a correction because I'm a moron. Uh, I think my brain goes faster than my mouth sometimes, so I need to make a correction. I inadvertently said last week that winds travel counterclockwise around high-pressure systems. I know better than that. Low pressure is counterclockwise, and high pressure is clockwise in the northern hemisphere. I was just, I think my brain was just off. So I I want to make that correction. So no letters, no letters. Uh, Okay. And I'm going to start... Do you feel adding, better now? I, I feel much okay. better. Yes, yes. Uh, I feel this much better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, disclaimer, uh, we're going to tell you stuff this, uh, we're recording this Monday evening, so uh, we've got a rain event coming, and Corey's really going to get into that later. But uh, anyway, how about that event last week? It locked us up. Well, you know, it's what I call an overachiever. How's I that? wasn't expecting to be out of school for a week. Yeah. I thought maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, definitely not Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. That sleet kept coming, you know, on Monday. Know. You know, it was interesting. And, you know, usually sleet's not that bad. You got some traction, but you got a bunch of it and it was piling up. And then at night, it kind of all freezes together and just makes a solid sheet of ice. You can't shovel it. You can't do much with it. Boy, it did. Man, my driveway. Um, I went out and chip sealed the driveway. Before this, I, I told Gary, it's like, we're not going to get out of here. So I, you know, thanks to the, you know, Taney County 
highway department, I've got a whole bucket of chip seal <laughs> that they mm. that goes right in my driveway. And I thought, you know, I'm going to chip seal this. And it actually helped. I mean, okay. a little bit. But the problem was, I mean, it was a lot of sleet. But it kept switching. We'd get freezing rain and then go back to sleep. And then we'd have some snow and then go back to sleep. But sleet was the main yeah. P-type, I think. And that was just, you know, travel was locked up. People were texting me. They were messaging us on on, on our Stormdrive page. You know, we're going to Kansas City. It's like, well, most of this is south of 44. So right. if you can get out of here... You'll probably be okay, but I mean, and what is this deal in northern Arkansas where they had their power? It was out for like a week? Well, they had power outages before the this ice event, and then, wow. you know, that was just with snow, and then last week they had an ice storm warning from Fort Smith to Jonesboro, oh, basically. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So, you know, I think 30,000 people, were not as many people as it could have been. Yeah. You know. Well, we kind of had a scare from that one guy because he was he was telling painting the major ice storm right up I forty four and through us. So I was getting scared, and I was, but that was what ten days out or something like yeah. something like that. So it did happen, you know. So yeah. I give him that, but it it did shift quite a bit to the south. So I'm okay with it. Still oh. affected all the parents of Branson, though. Oh man, and people getting I mean, to work. It's fun to have kids home and not have to get up early and get them on you know school and all, but. They were feeling it today. They were feeling the, you know, they were tired. Of course, they hadn't been back for a week. So, <laughs> but now we're looking uh, warmer. We were warm today. Wasn't that nice? My gosh, yeah, sixties today. And I think all the remaining snow and ice melted today. Yeah. Um, well, the 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 outlook for the next was it ten to know, two weeks or so is warmer and wetter. I'm so good with that. I'm fine with that for February. You can't you can't beat that. Oh yeah, right. And then meteorological spring is what? It's just 20, right around the corner. Twenty three days. <laughs> yeah, almost three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my. I favorite. go back to Silverdale City two weeks from Thursday, so oh. it's coming up. Man, okay, it's coming up fast. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you need some. Uh... Of course, I go back before the season opens. We don't open till March 11th. Oh, oh, okay. Which is earlier this year. I think spring break falls a little earlier in Branson. I know it does. They're on spring break beginning March 11th. So, yeah. Are they going to take any of those snow days up? I mean, how does that work? They now? did it different for Branson this year. They they built in snow days. So, no matter what, the last day is May 24th. So, they built them in automatically into the calendar year. No matter what, it's going to be May 24th. See, that sounds like. Back when I was back yeah. when I was a youngin, because you know May Memorial Day, we were out, and we didn't start back till after Labor Day. Well, one of those off days they did computer, you know, teaching. They had their oh, teacher right. on, but only one of them. So that would have been we would have had five regular snow days and one what they call AMI day, alternative method of instruction. Zoom, yeah, basically <laughs> like a Zoom day. <laughs> but yeah. still, you know. Five days added on to the end of the year would be a lot, but they did it. This is the first year they've done that where they built it in to where we're not going to have to worry about it. I don't know about Hollister or Forsyth, how they do things. Yeah. But Branson, they, they they took the initiative this year. That's smart. Because it affects people at the end when they're, you know, they're scheduling cruises and vacations for that last, you know, week of May. And, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Get, get, getting right back in there. Right. I mean, not what the past three years. We've had a lot more snow, 
Is it? We have had a lot more snow because we didn't get any before then for years. I know. I know. I, yeah. You and I were both thinking, well. We were just in a cycle of nothing, and now we're back into the cycle of some snow, which is nice. Yeah. You know, Snow, great. I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean it's <laughs> nice to the first maybe once or twice, and then you're done and ready to go right. in the spring. We were talking about that before. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm done. We've had the snow, the, the eight-inch snow that turned out to be a melter that was about five. I, I recorded five, you know, on the... If it were cooler, yeah, we would have had... A good oh, eight I inches agree. to nine inches. Yeah, if you're a 33, sure. you know, that's, that stuff's going to melt. You know, one degree, we always I say mean, that. I you could see it melting right in my time lapse. It was melting faster than it was coming down for a yeah. while. Yeah. Oh, and, and on mine. Oh, I shoot, I forgot to uh, post mine. On mine, on my car, through the night, you can see it just sliding off my car. Oh, I saw it. it I yeah. Saw it. So, anyway, what, that was, uh, I don't know why the, the window picked up the, uh, what is it, the light from the camera, it was a reflection. Yeah, huh. and I, it, that doesn't happen when I'm doing the the uh, Did clouds. You turn backwards. Well, I had to put it up, and then I aimed it down. So mm. normally with the clouds, I have it and I aim it up, so gotcha. you can't see it. Anyway, we we digress. Uh, I wanted to say the normal high and low for Springfield uh, today: forty-seven and twenty-six, and next Monday will be forty-nine and twenty-eight. So you can take those temperatures, add a degree or two, whatever, uh, for Branson. So that would, in that calculation, next Monday, Branson could have a normal high of fifty. So I want you to talk about that in a minute. if we're going to get any more cold things, but how about that wind today? It was windy. It went I, out of I control. I did get to fly the drone. I didn't get too out of control to fly the drone. It kind of settled down for a minute for sunset. But other than that, it was pretty windy. It was warm, but windy. And we were expecting that. Yeah. And you went out and played Frisbee, right? I played disc golf today, man. Yeah. It's like I got out there. I played yesterday and it was chilly and hardly any wind. I mean, some wind, but today was. <laughs> I called my buddy Phil. I was like, you know, we're getting in the 60s. Mm. I just go out there. And I ended up taking my uh, flannel shirt off. I just had a T-shirt on. It was great. Uh, Made almost my best. For We we played 18 holes. And on that the the, uh, back nine, I was four under at that course. This probably means nothing. Where was this? Iserman. Oh, okay. For my my, uh, course best is three under. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. The very last hole I bogeyed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm retaining my... Hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging on to my uh, uh, minus three. So, uh, Okay, some outstanding wind gusts. Joplin, 51 mile per hour gusts. And Springfield got a 46 mile per hour gust, which is hmm. weird. Uh, but we got stuff uh, coming up. We got a boundary. It's They say it's going to stall around I-44. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Corey, because I want to know a bunch of things on that Model Minute. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, I got a couple of things to ask you about, but you you do your thing. What do you want to know? Uh, first, I want to know when the precipitation is going to onset and the, the time period it's going to be heaviest. Okay. Because it keeps kind of wafting, and I want to see what you see. Well, let's take a look. Let's take a gander. I'm going to slide the little slider on over. We're going to start picking up some possible precipitation at uh, 12Z. When is 12Z? 6 6 a.m.? Maybe a little before then. 
maybe around 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Depends oh. on, it kind of sets up along I-44 and then kind of moves on over to our area. And then it gets heavier, heavier. You can tell where that is stalled because it just kind of, it looks like it's training oh, over it the same tra- okay. area, basically. Okay. That makes so, sense. So, you know, you know, if that happens, I mean, you could get some pretty hefty rainfall amounts i'm seeing up to uh i've seen 1.5 all the way up to over three possible you know it's just yeah i mean the forecast grid has been kind of changing it was one to two inches tuesday night and another inch wednesday but then it kind of flipped and went wednesday are are you thinking or what you're seeing is the heavier tuesday or wednesday um let's see what uh, this is uh, 3Z Wednesday. So it's 9 p.m. Tuesday. It's not too heavy. Not too heavy. A lot of heavier stuff down in Arkansas Tuesday night. Okay. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, 18Z. So, Noon. Yeah. Heavy right over us. So On Wednesday. Okay. So Wednesday is Possibly be- Wednesday afternoon. This is the GFS, of course. Okay. And then it just kind of keeps coming. But uh, it looks like the heaviest is right around noon. Now, to our east, it looks like it could be a little heavier, like towards the uh, southeast Missouri, towards the Boot Hill. Oh, okay. There. That's where the, kind of the axis is going. Down. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we get that out of here. It could be yeah. two and a half inches, maybe. Well, we'll see. Well, I tell you, the ground is pretty saturated. It's saturated. And, you know, I'm... I keep reading these AFDs, and I didn't read the latest one. Are they mentioning any kind of a possible flood watch out of this? Or They just said they were going to have to monitor for flooding because there's no vegetation, so there's nothing to, to eat it up. Uh, so they're going to have to watch it, but there's not sure. But my ground is still saturated from all the sleet. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, everything's yeah. just finely melted here. Right. Um, and they have been mentioning... Maybe a little bit of snow, but it's not going to be. Well, a big let deal. me fast forward to Friday. Yeah, yeah. It can't be a big deal. Flur- I mean, it just can't. Flurries at best, maybe a you know, dusting mix, maybe possibly. Oh, you think maybe a mix even? Nah. I mean, a dusting. Well, it's hard to tell. It's not going to linger very long, is it? Or? Um, well, it's going to start as a shower possibly at around nine Z. And then 3 a.m. by 15Z, still lingering, and it's out of here by 18Z. So by noon. Okay, that's but it's like a wraparound situation, right? Well, I, mean, I mean, that's what I've been hearing. Basically, like, okay, pulling in that it's colder just air behind your it. Typical, you know what we always get. Depends on how fast it cools down before that precipitation pushes off to the east yeah good point good point um so okay so that's coming up next week yeah i'm just not feeling the weekend thing i'm i'm definitely feeling the thing coming up in the midweek i'm feeling that is, is well rain. but I don't, it's I don't something know. to watch i mean i'm not they're, they're, they're not even advertising it as being a big deal at all yeah it's not gonna be a big deal it's just a chance yeah. might not happen uh, you know, later towards Valentine's Day, it looks like we have a, basically the same thing coming through. A lot of rain. I not, saw that. Not seeing any snow or anything. Maybe up towards Kansas City. It looked like almost a, almost a, not severe, but a thunderstormy type of thing. It does, possibly. Valentine's Day. What a great day for a storm. Yeah. <laughs> that would uh, work. Maybe the 13th. 
maybe overnight, 13th to the 14th. We need a good overnight storm, don't we? So Yeah, that'd be a change. <laughs> and then uh, that pushes through, and really not too much to talk about precipitation wise on the rest so of the next week yeah rest That's of the good. model loop okay now thermals i want to or you want to check into the model no i'll go with thermals yeah because i i mean we're, we're talking above average here for i mean yeah we're well above average today tomorrow you know more seasonal but yeah. it's not gonna be terrible i'm gonna check the grid really fast oh it's gonna be windy again yeah well it's getting that time of year Got a little push of colder air coming through right around the 10th. And this is probably overnight. That's Friday. Oh, that's probably that wraparound thing. Well, see, the forecast grid doesn't say anything for like the, the it says Friday 40. I mean, colder. Uh, like you're saying, that wraparound coming in. Uh, Saturday, 48, doesn't mention any precipitation at all. So. On Friday? Right. Oh. Yeah, and that's that's Fort Branson. The low, the low is 23, which we got colder than that this past week. Yeah, yeah. The Saturday morning low, twenty. yeah, 24 here. Yeah, so it's, that's kind of matching. Other than that, it's just... But then, bam, we're right back up in the 50s again. Another, another bout of cold air coming through. I'm seeing 19 maybe for a low closer uh. to the... 18, but that's way, way down there. So, yeah. And and it's still February. We aren't too scary. It's still February. I mean, we're not out of winter yet. (laughs) We'll do that. I'll take these above average days like we had all day, you know? Hey, I'm I'm down. I am so down. Okay. Well, uh, I want to do a Climate Prediction Center Outlook. Uh, Basically, February, March, and April... uh, Southwest Missouri is on around equal chances of, you know, temperature. It's right about normal. Uh, Slightly at or above precipitation, like you were saying. Now, this is a three-month average. You you were talking about a couple of weeks, weren't you? I was talking about 10 to 16 days. Yeah. And then on uh, March, April, and May, uh, a little above in the temp department and at or above in precipitation. So the, the key words I said there are... Climate Prediction Center. So this week's weather school is all about the Climate Prediction Center. You would be amazed of all the stuff they do and how they get their data. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The Climate Prediction Center outlook is for a warmer than average winter. I guess we won't see any snow, or will we? The Climate Prediction Center, or CPC, is a United States federal agency that is one of the National Centers for Environmental Prediction, which are a part of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Weather Service. The CPC is headquartered in College Park, Maryland. 
Its roots trace back to the late 18th century, with the United States Army Signal Corps taking over responsibility of the climate program in the late 19th century. Once it became part of the United States Weather Bureau, it was known as the Weather Bureau Climate and Crop Services. From 1957 through 1966, the United States Weather Bureau's Office of Climatology, located in Washington, D.C., and then Suitland, Maryland, published the Mariner's Weather Log publication. Late in the 20th century, it was known as the Climate Analysis Center for a time before evolving into the Climate Prediction Center in 1995. The CPC issues climate forecasts valid for weeks and months in advance. The roots of modern climate prediction can be traced to the late 18th century. One of the nation's first applied climatologists was Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. A century later, the federal government assigned to the Army Signal Corps the mission to define the climate of the regions of the country being opened for farming. In 1890, the United States Department of Agriculture created the Weather Bureau Climate and Crops Services, which began publishing the Weather and Crops Weekly Bulletin, which the CPC, in conjunction with the USDA, still publishes today. The records of the Climate Division span from 1883 to 1961. For a time during the 1960s, the Weather Bureau's Office of Climatology was located in Suitland, Maryland. In 1970, various federal weather and climate functions were consolidated into the National Weather Service and placed in a new agency called the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA. In the 1980s, the National Weather Service established the Climate Prediction Center, known at the time as the Climate Analysis Center. The CPC is best known for its United States climate forecasts based on El Nino and La Nina conditions in the tropical Pacific. The CPC's products are operational predictions of climate variability, real-time monitoring of global climate, and attribution of the origins of major climate anomalies. The products cover timescales from a week to seasons and cover the land, ocean, and the atmosphere extending into the stratosphere. These climate services are available for users in the government, the public and private industry, both in this country and abroad. Applications include the mitigation of weather-related natural disasters and uses for social and economic good in agriculture, energy, transportation, water resources, and health. Continual product improvements are supported through diagnostic research, increasing the use of models and interactions with user groups. Some specific products include the three-month temperature and precipitation outlooks and discussions, the one-month temperature and precipitation outlooks and discussions, the six- to ten-day and eight- to fourteen-day products, which include temperature and precipitation anomaly, excessive heat outlook, 
and maximum heat index prediction. They also have a three-month probability of exceedance in temperature, precipitation, heating, and cooling degree days. They also cover the hurricane season outlook for the Atlantic and Pacific basins, along with the U.S. drought outlooks and discussions. They even provide international support for weekly hazards in Afghan, Africa, Central America, and Haiti. The CPC is linked to the National Climate Data Center, which was previously known as the National Weather Records Center in Asheville, North Carolina, and was the world's largest active archive of weather data. Starting as a tabulation unit in New Orleans, Louisiana, in 1934, the climate records were transferred to Asheville in 1951, becoming named the National Weather Records Center. It was later renamed the National Climate Data Center, with relocation occurring in 1993. In 2015, it was merged with the National Geophysical Data Center and the National Oceanic Data Center into the National Centers for Environmental Information. NOAA issues a yearly report called the State of the Climate. The report appears as a supplement to a summer issue of the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, which is a publication of the American Meteorological Society. The State of the Climate Report, known until 2001 as the Climate Assessment, is an international effort. The State of the Climate Report for 2017 was recorded as the third warmest year on record. 2017 was the warmest non-El Nino year in the instrumental record. There are three categories the CPC uses to forecast temperature and precipitation. Above, below, and equal chances. The above and below categories are divided into three subcategories, which are slightly, moderately, and well above. The CPC's outlooks can be misunderstood. What you need to know is that their products are based on large-scale averages for the forecast time period. For example, an above-average temperature prediction for January only means that the average temperature for the month is forecasted to be above the monthly average. There will be cold blasts and warming periods throughout the month, but the average is expected to be above normal. One can assume that since the overall average temperature forecast is predicted to be above average, that the likelihood of snow would be reduced. However, a quick-hitting major Arctic blast meeting up with a high precipitation system could indeed dump a lot of snow in your area. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you should have every bit of information about the Climate Prediction Center and put your trust in them for the longer range outlooks. All right, so it's time for In Other News. I got a bunch of things. I think Corey's got something. This has been in the news. 
And it's it's fascinating to me. The we that we have set a national record low wind chill in Mount Washington, New Hampshire of 108 degrees below zero. And that is a combination of an air temperature of minus 47 and a wind gust to 127 miles per hour. Wow. But we know that's the windiest place, right? That is that the windiest place? It's windy. I, I mean, I they, mean, gusts of 130? I, I think why? so. I can't figure out why. I don't either. I, I Googled it. I did some research. It's Mount Washington. It's an elevation of like 6,300 feet. That's all. It's not extremely high. So I thought, well, maybe this is right on the Canadian border, way up there. It's right in the middle of the state. So I can't figure out what about this, because this is not the first time. There's an observatory or a weather, a scientific station up there. Yeah. On top of this mountain. Uh-huh. It's not like people are living up there or anything like that. I don't it's almost think so. like Antarctica, basically. But <laughs> right. It's but this is not the first time this has happened. It's happened in the years past. But what about that spot? Why does it get so windy and so cold? That's fascinating. There's got to be something causing, like a, some kind of a phenomenon. I don't know. You see, it's usually in the you middle of think, the state. Pretty I, much. I didn't even. I didn't even see the map. But huh? Because there would be no reason why that particular spot would just be bizarre like that. Yeah. So there's got to be a reason. I just want to know what that reason is. I don't know. And they do set, you know, record low cold. Like you said, it's like Antarctica. Um, the previous record was 102.7 degrees below zero, set in 2004. Now, I did see this. Uh, I can't tell you the year because I, I didn't write it down. But now Alaska, a place in Alaska, has had a colder wind chill of negative 105. Uh, so that's... That I think that may have been the record or something of the national before then, but did, no, this is 108. So all you got to do is take your little wind chill maps, wind chill charts out there and check that out. Um, I want to read the, now I thought this was so fascinating and I sent it to a whole bunch of people. This is the Mount Washington, New Hampshire forecast text. Now, you know, we always say you look at the forecast grid, it's a it's a point forecast. You have the little icons and, you know, partly cloudy under it, but you have the text below. And I thought it was fascinating. So, on the on Friday the 3rd, this is what the text said. Partly sunny and cold. Temperature falling to around minus 39 by 5 p.m. Very windy. A northwest wind of 80 to 85 miles per hour with gusts as high as 105. Now, I'm going to skip to Saturday. This is what blew me away. Sunny and cold. A high near minus 8. So it warmed up. Uh, very windy with a northwest wind. 95 to 105 miles per hour, decreasing to 80 to 90 miles an hour in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 130 miles per hour. Yeah. Unbelievable. I can't, I can't comprehend that. I, I just can't compre- comprehend. I've seen pictures of the people standing there and holding oh, on to sure. stuff. You couldn't even go out on that. I mean, come on. You'd freeze like in a second. Oh, yeah. You'd be <laughs> just, a goner. That's, that's nuts. That's unbelievable. Oh, God. Do you have anything over there? I, got uh, I have a this date and weather history back uh, this week, back in 2008. There's a big tornado outbreak. And uh, the Boot Hill of Missouri... 
a good chunk of Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, all under a high risk that day. It's early for a high risk. In, in February? Oh, my gosh. And ended up they had uh, 27 tornadoes uh, oh. that were EF2 or higher. Five of them were EF4s. And one of those EF4s came up to Arkansas, hit uh, Mountain View, Arkansas, which is not that far away uh-uh. from here. No, it's not. Wow. And this was the deadliest tornado outbreak, you know, to, in 2008. This is in 2008. The, the, since May of 1985. Yeah. 85. 85. What was that one? You remember? It killed 57 people and 400 were injured. And it really wasn't that far from here. It looks like Branson would have been in a moderate that night. February 5th and 6th, 2008. Wow. I bet you... That's probably when we were having all those... uh, That that warm... You know, we we didn't... I'm sure we didn't have snow. Sure, we had to... You know, it's... The thermos in there. February... I'm going to write that down. We definitely weren't having snow... You know, because <laughs> one one of those years, it was we didn't have any snow, and I can't remember which year, but there was like at least a year we didn't get a flake of snow, right? And temperatures, and everybody blamed it on La Nina. Well, you know that's I'm I'm losing my uh, my faith in forecasting mm. from La Nina or El Nino because yeah. it's all over the place anyway. Right? Wow. Um. I also read a large glacier 50 miles east of Seattle. This is on the West Coast, Northwest Coast. It has completely disappeared. Uh, a researcher has been studying this for years, and it's been slowly dis- slowly disintegrating, and it has completely disappeared. And uh, I forget what article that is, but uh, you could that's easy to, to Google. Um, uh, I think he did say there is hope if they get a lot of snow. That it yeah. could kind of redevelop. It's just, I think it's just lack of snow and just warm, warmer temperatures. Because you know, coming off of that northwest, it's it's either warm. You know, I mean, it's 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 uh, Oregon. You know, it's up there. Right. So I don't know. Don't know. And the only other thing I had on here was that earthquake in Turkey, which that is was not a big one. Weather, there's but... actually two. One, you know, you have aftershocks, but. The aftershock was just almost as big as the earthquake itself. Uh, as of right now, 33 minutes ago, over 4,300 people are dead. Wow. So, and I've seen video of like buildings just collapsing, you know, after the fact. They just, you know, couldn't take the, so the shaking. 7.8? Yeah. That's huge. It's a big one. It's a big one. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And I think did they say one of the aftershocks were like well in the sixties or something? I didn't something see like that. that. Yeah, I mean, and I th- I was talking to Gary, and there's some fault line over there that they they're well, not. This isn't the first time they've had an earthquake. Yeah, and... I mean, it, it, there's activity over there, but I, but this big that's that's pretty that's pretty bizarre. And I I don't know, we haven't had any earthquakes in northern Arkansas recently, have we? <laughs> you know, we're hearing about yeah. that every now and then. Yeah, every now and then we do, but you know, I haven't heard of any any earthquakes around here lately, or even in Oklahoma. I mean, maybe there's. Maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm sure they're happening. You just we don't hear about them as much. No, um, 
That's crazy. Than anything huge. I'm, I'm just glad that I, I don't have 108 below zero wind, wind chill. That's, yeah. You know, don't yeah. You, know. you got anything else over there? No. Well, then it's time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. So it's time for the weather word of the week. And Corey, uh, you get it. So what is this it? week's Stormdar weather, weather word of the week? Plow wind. That sounds like something from the country. It's a plow. So what's a plow wind? Well, I almost read it like, you know, the wind blows. So it could have been plow wind. Ah. (laughs) It's a term used in the Midwestern United States to describe a strong straight line wind associated with the downdrafts spreading out in advance of squall lines of thunderstorms. Boy, I hear that term used almost every spring. No, I really don't. No. <laughs> and I do live in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the resulting damage is usually confined to narrow zones that uh, caused by tornadoes. I How- copy-pasted this. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> However, the winds are all in one direction, straight line winds. So... so, yeah, I just, you know, I guess at the front of a squall line, you know, you get that, that downbursting forward momentum. Thing. That's what I'm... Is that different guessing. than a downburst? I guess. Uh, right. Yeah. The, what I'm getting at, because it's associated with advance of a squall line. So it's, so right. it's probably down bursting, but the advancement of the squall line Possibly is probably... Possibly what we had in July of 2018 when we had Mike here doing the podcast with us. We had that there you big go. You know, 70 mile an hour, 85 mile an hour winds and that yep. big squall line heading this way. Oh, that was... Yeah, yeah. That was awful. Yeah, I haven't seen too many. I mean, what I've seen so far in the South is mostly tornadoes. You know, I haven't seen a lot of squall lines. I mean, I'm sure they're there, but, you know, they'll have these moderate risk and then, bam, you get 20 tornadoes out of it. These little compact, little discrete cells. I don't know. I'm, we're, we're approaching, approaching March. Does the, uh, we we switched daylight saving time right again this year. What what's the status? Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't. Are we we go into daylight savings time when we come back out of it. That's the question. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not even sure what it's in March. I'm. I th- yeah, I think it's the first Sunday when in March. When does daylight savings time begin? I have my Siri turned down. So daylight saving time yeah. starts on March twelfth, two thousand twenty three. And will end on November yeah. 5th, 2023. So Civil Rights City opens on March 11th, which is a Saturday. So that's Sunday, March 12th. Okay. But it still says it ends. So still says, maybe okay. that hasn't gone into effect yet. Yeah. It's a second. I thought it was the first. Second Sunday. That's the 12th. March 12th. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I know a lot of people. I, You know, it's not going to really change anything except it the time. Does, but people love it. Changes everything. Well, yeah. Oh. For me. Changes uh when the uh, convective outlooks come down. <laughs> oh, that's right. We, we They come down an hour earlier, don't they? I, I yeah. think it's an hour early now. Oh. Isn't it? And then it goes back, springs forward to. Well, we'll be time. five, five hours. So, five hours minus the. Yeah, right now we're yeah, minus yeah. six. So, you, so you're saying. So th- it's earlier. 3Z six, would be uh, nine Six PM. hours earlier than. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 3Z and daylight saving time would be 10. PM. I don't know. Oh, it'd be. Oh, shoot. They do this to us every single year. <laughs> I don't know. 
Well, I'm very curious to see how much rain we're going to get. Uh, any, what, what's your what's your thought? Are I don't you, know. In the past 30 minutes, I've seen a little line of activity developing over in Oklahoma. I wasn't oh. here when I walked in. Okay, the grid says sometime after 11. But now uh, this is way over there, southeast Kansas. Do, do me a favor. Can you check the her? That's the the rapid re- it updates every single hour. I'm just curious what it says. Right now, uh, we're recording. It's 9:23. The her bottle, her H R R R, high resolution rapid it's refresh. Initializing right now. Okay, well, I just go. I just go the one back because yeah. it's it's initializing all the time. It anyway. might be. It might be far <laughs> along. I, I'm just what curious what it's saying. Oh. It's got the line that's developing. Oh, it's picking up on okay. Uh, in the exact same spot, of course. When's three Z? At nine p.m. What time? Yeah, it's nine twenty. Like it picked it up perfectly. Wow! wow. Perfectly. I'm, I'm going to give that to the her. Here's mama. the nine p.m. Her. See that? That's the nine p.m. Oh my gosh! And here is the radar. How about that? Now, okay, that's freaky. Yeah. I wish y'all could see this. It's pretty it's, spot on, it's actually. It's on. Well, the her, it, it's updating every hour, so it's right. like, ooh, I'm going to check that thing. I'm going to do it. So, uh, that's why I like to... I, li- I love the NAM. I love the FV3. I love all the models. And this this overnight stuff on the her, it's just overnight light. It's not going to be crazy. Nothing. And then it's kind of... In the morning, might be dried, and it picks up back... Later in tomorrow afternoon. Because you were saying tomorrow afternoon, but really on Wednesday. Yeah, the heavy stuff isn't coming through until Wednesday, 12Z, so that's over 6 a.m. Yeah. And into Wednesday, and then it's out of here by Thursday at 1Z. Oh, that's 7 p.m. Wednesday evening. And then you got a little comma head up to our north with some... Snow wrapping around it. Because the forecast has been on Thursday mostly sunny, high of 50 something. So, I yeah, mean, once I, this thing moves it, out, it, it it's should going. move out. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to some rain. I like rain. You know? I like rain. I don't like frozen rain. Well, <laughs> and we lucked out. I mean, usually this time of year it would be frozen, but it's not. Yeah. And not we're to worry gonna, about that. Yeah. And above average on temperatures and all sorts of things. Good yeah. deal. So we're, I think we're set for next week. So, yeah, we'll keep watching that thing on the weekend. Uh, it says rain slash snow in the grids. It's like, if it's wraparound, it's, I don't think it's going to do anything seriously. I mean, Saturday morning is going to be in the mid 20s for the low. So if we do get any wraparound from that, yeah, it could make coat, but I just have doubts it's going to cause any travel problems. It's going to get out of here quick. So at this point, I'm not going to worry about it. We'll see. Same. Got anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, it's. I think it's about time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that is it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.